Hey guys, welcome back to Yegi Haza. Let's talk Korea. This is Maya. And this is Sydney. And we're super excited. This is our fourth week of Yegi Haza. And it's like, it's been crazy. We've been doing this for like a month. <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy how time flies. Like we're already on the fourth episode and I'm just, I get more excited every week to film for you guys. Right. So this week, the topic for this week, we are going to talk about sustaining culture and stalking in Korea. And I don't know what it is about this podcast, but we, we talk about some deep, <laughs> we talk about some <laughs> things. We really do. Yeah. We've been going deep <laughs> into it. I feel like this isn't even the deepest we're going to go. Like, there's some things that um, actually one of our subscribers had mentioned that we should do the Burning Sun scandal, for example. So that's, like, a topic that is going to be really deep, and there's a lot of layers to that. So, you know, we're just getting started here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so before we start, there are a couple of uh, disclaimers we want to make. Um, also, to put out a content warning. Um, there will be mentions of stalking, sexual harassment, sexual assault, bullying, possibly murder, possibly suicide, and rape. And if these topics make you uncomfortable, please, please, please be aware and do what's safest for you. We don't want to, like, set anybody – we don't want to make anybody uncomfortable or anything like that. So if this is something that you don't – you don't feel like you can like listen to or vibe with that is perfectly okay yes i agree and also there's a couple more <laughs> we are in no way saying that we are uh psychological or legal professionals um we are not the voice of the korean population we aren't korean um and if you like, checked out our <laughs> I was going to say, if they checked out our Instagram, Wine Wednesdays, you would know we're not Korean. Right. <laughs> yes. Like Sydney said, if you checked us out for Wine Wednesdays, um, you would know that. Uh, <laughs> but everything we say is our opinion. So, Sasang culture. Wow. If you... <laughs> If you are just starting out into um, your K-pop life or if you've been in K-pop for a long time, you may have, probably have heard of Sasang. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, that's, I feel like that's one of the main things you hear low-key when you get into K-pop because it's such a big issue, and I'm so glad mm-hmm. that we're sharing light on it today. Right. And so to give y'all a definition of a sasang, a sasang um, is actually the combination of sasang huar, which means private life in Korean. And um, so this a person is a fan of their favorite personal life. So people in America, like we have seen people like fancy, overly obsessed with their favorites, uh, would stalk them, would do all these other things, um, you know, like trespass on their property and stuff like that. So basically, a saucing is that. 
overly obsessive fan. It's funny when you said mm-hmm. it's like a pri- personal life, private life. You mentioned mm-hmm. that in what a stopping fan is. There's actually mm-hmm. a drama called Her Private Life. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's with Park Min Young. And it's pretty recent, and it's such a good drama, but it's kind of interesting because she's actually a fan site manager, and it kind of goes through her life as a manager and all the things that she has to do to, like, get the best photos of these idols, like, go to all these fan signings, and it kind of just reminded me of when you said that, but definitely Mm. the information that we're sharing today goes much deeper than that. Right, so um, there have been... uh, it's usually things are people who usually um, they can be confused with fan sites, people who work for fan sites. And you usually see these fans at the airports, at um, different events, or even like, um, what is it called? Like shows, mm-hmm. like waiting for their, waiting for their favorites to come out so they can take pictures and stuff like that. But things go further like these are the the people and I don't even want to call them fans because um <laughs> it's it's quite there's a difference you know but mm-hmm. these are the people who would um be who would like stay out in front of the their face dorm room apartment um and just stay there for hours just to like get a glimpse they will follow them wherever they go like if they if they have a schedule at their company and then they have to go to a broadcasting station and then they have to go to a photo shoot the softbanks will be there every step of the way and yep. um it's to the point where they will even like be on the same flights if there are any international flights or even domestic flights they will be on the same flights as their fave um Girl, like, like to the point where they're like sitting either next to them, behind them, and it's like this whole system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a system. I was telling Maya that it's like a saying. I wouldn't even. I would say it's like a cult. Like it's very mm-hmm. like you have to you have to know all the ins and outs. It's not just a fan that has like a nice camera that's following these, you know, K-pop idols around. It's like they know legit information about these idols, like really, really deep information about where these idols are, their schedules, like their their the place that they live in, everything. Like they, it's like you their know their life, numbers. like you're their best friend. Mhm. Like they know their phone numbers. They know their. Um, I think I heard. Um, I believe I heard one time. It was a while ago that. Um, that they knew their credit card information or something like that. Like these people, mm-hmm. they go very deep within somebody's private life. It is literally um, infringing on their privacy. Like they know, and not just them, but they know their family's numbers. They know where their family lives, like their mothers, their fathers, their siblings. Um they know all this information, and we're going to get a little bit into more about it, but I did want to talk about, uh, because I I do love bringing a little bit of psychology into this thing, um, because I think that psychology, culture, and society, they're all one and the same, uh, not one and the same, but they work 
together. And so I saw this article from the Women in Gender Advocacy Center from the Colorado State University, and they were talking about the different types of stalkers. And this one particular type stood out to me because I, when I read it, I was like, wow, this is what a stalking is. And mm-hmm. so, so this particular category is called a love obsession stalker. And I'm going to give like a brief little overview, but all the sources, um, it'll be linked in our sources page. Um, and you can click that on our Instagram bio. But um, basically, it is uh, a person, a stalker who develops a love obsession or a fixation on another person who they have no personal relationship with. And so they, like, begin to make contact with the victim in various ways that initially seem harmless, but they continue um, to go even further. And so that generates, like, fear and terror for their victim. And, like, these types of people display, like, delusional thought patterns and behaviors, and most are unable to develop normal personal relationships through more conventional and socially acceptable means. And so they have this fantasy life and relationship with people they hardly know if they know them at all. Maya is so good at the psychological stuff, the psychological part of everything, but I can definitely see all of that going down. And it's kind of sad to think about actually, but it's not, it's not unlike I was telling Maya earlier that I actually, back in the day, I was a huge fan of One Direction, and I became really, really obsessed with them, to be quite honest. I'm not even going to lie. I became obsessed with them, and you kind of fall into this pattern of, like, actually feeling like you're you're their friend, like, you know them on a personal level, and that, yeah. and by the way, everyone, my dogs are here, so just to let you know if you hear any shaking, that's them. But you can kind of (laughs) feel like you know them on a personal level, and that can go into the fact where you actually become kind of like stalking them in this case. So, like, in one instance, my friend and I, we were One Direction fans. We actually went to many of their concerts, and one of the members, Harry, he was at a restaurant. We ended up driving there. We found all the location and information from Twitter, and long story short, we ended up kind of like, driving after him, driving after his car, swerving in and out of lanes. I do not recommend any of this, but I'm just letting you guys know that I understand sometimes where these people are coming from, but it needs to stop to the point where you're putting your life at risk and you're putting others at risk. And my, I remember earlier I was telling you about a couple of the stories Stephane fans actually were putting these idols' lives at risk. Like mm-hmm. Petro from Super Junior, they were following him in his car and obviously, he didn't want to be followed, so they tried to lose track of them, like he told manager. Mm-hmm. And they took various yeah. routes, and he ended up getting into a car accident, like, yeah. because people were stalking them. And mm-hmm. to me, it's just like, and also, I don't, you know the group 17, right? Yeah. From Pletus. So at a fan signing, one of the fans actually got mad, like angry at one of the members, and she started throwing objects at him. Like, she literally was throwing objects at him, like, assaulting him, and they had to, like, remove her from the fan signing, and she, mm-hmm. like, wouldn't leave, so they had to, like, forcefully remove her. Um, and, like, look, these are just, like, a couple of things, like, really, really big groups like EXO 
and all these super junior and BTS. There are so mm-hmm. many stories of people just going crazy. Right. So we can get into them. I feel like we kind of have to. <laughs> but, um, yes, uh, when you told me about Tichoi, I thought about Jackson from Got7. Like, he had gotten into an accident um, mm-hmm. as well because of that things, And it was, like, a car accident. But then he also got, like, a, he was, like, assaulted. Maybe not assaulted. Assaulted is not the right word. But I know, like, he had fell or, like, he had tripped or something. He was pushed or something like that at the airport mm-hmm. because there was just so many fans and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, this is just the surface, y'all. <laughs> so these, okay, these stories. Wow. So I want to recommend people watch two videos. Definitely, definitely these two videos. Um, but there are more videos on, like, YouTube and just um, you can, like, Google any, you just Google, like, Fasang. And Mm -hmm. you'll be able to see all of this. But there are two videos where people have interviewed um, ex-Sasangs. So they no longer have that type of lifestyle anymore. But um, it is quite interesting and a little bit, I know I was a little creeped out because it's just like when we say that they are so ingrained or so into this other person's life where they have personal information like and it's like it circulates they not only have it but they also sell it to other mm-hmm. people that's actually illegal <laughs> we know it's illegal but um <laughs> We're going to get into that, too. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But um, they sell personal um, information and stuff. But um, it is – we'll also have it linked in our sources. So you will have, like, a direct link, and you don't have to search for it. But um, it's a channel called Korea Scout TV. And Sherliza, Sherliza, Mo, Mo. Moe, I don't know how to say that. If I'm butchering it, I do apologize. But both of these channels, um, they interviewed um, ex-Sasangs, and they said it was really interesting because the first thing that they said, well, the first question that was asked was, how did you become one? And both, um, both girls, they were like, they didn't expect to be one. Like one girl actually said that she looked down upon it before actually like, and you would think, Oh, these types of people, they have no lives. They, you know, they're just like the bottom of the barrel type people, but no, like one girl, she explained what she was doing before she became a Sasang and she Mm -hmm. was in university and her grades were good. Like her university life was going really well. And then, like, she made a trip to Korea. She was actually Korean. But she made a trip to Korea because I guess she was studying overseas. And it's just she started liking this one group, and then she saw one one member, and then it just became – it just it just um, spiraled after all of that. So, Sasang, 
we don't, it's like what they do is wrong and how they feel and how they rationalize certain things is wrong and very intrusive, but they're actually people. They were probably like normal, like healthy people before all of this, but um, what they do is so intrusive. So some of the examples that both of these assassins would say they would do is they would um, search online. Like there's like little clusters little communities of fans or sasangs, let's say sasangs, mm-hmm. who would share information here and there, um, like share information back and forth. And like you have to, one one girl was saying how there would be a group of them and they would collect money to buy or to rent out the apartment next to the group. That's crazy. Like, you have to be on a real psycho level to be renting. First of all, you have to have so much money to rent out a whole apartment to live mm-hmm. next to your favorite group. It's like, what are you trying to get out of this? Like, we know it's that you're obsessed with this group. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like, I, can I have that money? Like, all that money that you're using. Like, and that reminds me, this doesn't really have to do with sissing, but it's like a lot of people spend so much of their money on um, fan gifts for a lot of these K-pop fans and like obviously mm-hmm. your money and their money you can do whatever you want with them but it's like a lot of these fans or these K-pop idols end up re-gifting these gifts and a lot of these fans end up turning on them because it's like their money that they gave away but I'm like at the end of the day when you give someone a gift it's theirs so that's kind of a little bit off topic but it just kind of it just kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of what you just said Mhm. Yeah, but they would like get together, and even uh, fans who make you know buy these very expensive gifts, like they're expensive, like luxury goods. Some may be luxury goods, and we can get into all of that a bit uh, later in another um, episode because it's real wild what fans actually buy. It's really oh, wild. Yeah. But- <laughs> But, yes, so they would buy these apartments to be close to them and to to basically set up surveillance because the best way, it seems like to them, they rationalize the best way to know so much about their faith is to, like, be as close to them as possible. And so, like, that's just, like, one example. There have been many stories where people would break into their dorms, their apartments, their homes and stuff, and, like, set up CCTV cameras. They would take pictures, if like, when they're sleeping, or um, they would leave, oh, my gosh, <laughs> they would leave, like, sanitary pads with their actual menstrual blood on them. I remember that story. Other types of yeah, that was, I remember that, like, way back, but it's something that had happened before, and um, something recently, like, I remember there was, like, Sasei fans who broke in and were just hiding out in the garden of BTS's um, apartment building, and I think at the time, I don't know where they are now, but I think they were in, like, this apartment complex where, like, a lot of, like, celebrities and wealthy people lived in. So it's not, like, an easy thing to get into. Yeah. You know? And I also know that some of these idols don't take that crap. 
from these CSN fans. Like, they will call them out. NBT is one that they will call them out on Live. They will take pictures of your butt, and they will make sure that you know that you're not supposed to be there. But at the same time, it's like, how far can they go to kind of tell these CSN fans mm-hmm. off? Because at the end of the day, that's why, like, they have fans. So some of these K-pop idols, I feel like, don't want to be straight up with them. And so these Sessing fans just, like, walk all over them, and they have, you know, you said they have a lot of secrets about these idols. Like, if anything, they could expose these idols left and right if they really Mm -hmm. wanted to destroy their careers. So it's, like, a really fine line of what these Sessing fans do and how the idols can kind of reprimand them and the companies. So let's talk about these companies. Ah, wow. So before it had never really been a thing for like the companies like they okay before recently there have been companies that actually like speak out about it by doing uh, blacklisting and so blacklisting is basically where they will ban these Southend fans from any and all events or whatever group. And so um, there are a couple of companies that um, have been doing this. The JYP, they were like, they even strengthened their blacklisting guidelines. Like you can't sell tickets, like illegal selling of tickets and booking flights and things like that. Like you you can't do that. And like if you're, you're caught like following them or – um, you're caught in a very private place, you know, like like their homes or um, just near their cars or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you'll be banned for their, for their um, from their events. And a big hit, big hit was one that I've actually seen when, um, like I saw like that posting where they put out a list of the social media IDs, their names, and the details of, like, all of their violations, like, they were on it. They said, oh, this person was um, selling private pictures. Oh, this person was buying illegal, uh, was booking flight seats to be next to the members. Like, Big Hit was on I actually saw that posting, and I was like, Dang. They were Big Hit does not play games. <laughs> Big Hit and JYP, they're not playing games when it comes to their artists. Um, when mm-hmm. it comes to their artists, and this is how it should be for every company because your artist should be your first priority. Like you sign these people to your company, they're giving their life away to make money for right. you. The least you can do is protect them from freaking stalkers. Like make their right. life more comfortable because they're probably already stressed. With the albums, the tours, the music shows, like all this other stuff, and then they have stalkers. Like they, mm-hmm. the least you want to do is go home and get a good night's rest. You know what I mean? In the comfort mm-hmm. of your own home. Like they always say, your home should feel like the safest place. And if they feel like they have CCTVs in their house and people waiting outside for them, it's just like, what the heck? They they can't even relax. They can't even be comfortable within a place that's supposed to be safe for them. Exactly. Right. But, you know, with even with all of that, there are still, it, it, it's still a thing. Like, there's still a lot. It, 
the thing is, like, these are recent developments. Like, these have been in the past, like, uh, I want to say, like, probably five, seven years, you know, but before then, agencies weren't, if they were doing anything, it wasn't public, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. agencies, out there's this article that was kind of saying, like, why, like, it was like, what what's happening between, like, how how do you deal with this? How do, how are um, agencies and companies dealing with this? And from an excerpt from that um, article was saying that they fear the thing because they they could possibly reveal sensitive things about the stars because they know everything. Yes, they know who these people are dating too. A lot of these people know, mm-hmm. but they don't want to release it. More than even dating, any type of habit that could um, reflect negatively on their image of their faith, they know that. Like any type of dirt, they know it. So it's yeah. like people think um, something like uh, like dispatch or something like that that they have all the tea on these um, on these idols, and you know there there's definitely like rumors going around that dispatch will bring up any like type of story to the companies and requesting the companies to pay for it uh to pay them off basically for their silence but it's just like these things are the real deal they know everything about these people and so the thing and it's so weird how they rationalize having all this information because like you said it, it's easy for someone to just up and just spill everything but they don't want to because they want to protect their fave image but it's like yep but you're you're stalking your fave make it make sense you literally want to protect your fave image but you're over here stalking them right and it's it's it it for me, it it don't it I can't make any connections. It don't click with me. So I don't. <laughs> but yeah, so these agencies, these companies, feel like that some things are still fans, and if they treat them bad, that they could lose them. Like it's not mm, the best. Yeah. Like legal action is not the best solution. And we could let's talk about it right now since we're here. Let's build a team. Y'all, um, so stalking is a minor offense in Korea. Oh, is it? Is it? It's, I am, like, that is so shocking to me because it doesn't seem like they, they take it like that. And I'm being sarcastic, y'all, if you can hear that in my voice. <laughs> it's a minor offense. Y'all, people will get hit with a fine that's not even $100 USD. <laughs> um... Yeah, what? They get hit with a fine. That is it. And, you know, I was when I first read this, I was like, no, that can't be. Like, there has to be something. Oh, this article was back in uh, 2018. And um, back then there was, like, talks of legislation being talked about to up this, the punishment for stalking to be, like, um, three to five years. Even though that's not a long time, you know, that's that's a step in a good direction. And also up the fine of how wow. much. So, like, you could either get three to five years or you can get a larger fine. 
definitely larger than $100. I was looking up this thing, and like I said, that article was back in 2018. A couple of articles that I did find, but I did find a recent one where recent as in like 2019. It like it still it still hasn't changed. <laughs> They're still in the works. They're still talking about it's it. It's like Bruh, how long are y'all going to be in the works? Like, people are getting stalked. Right. Like, this is a serious thing. Like, people die from stalking. Right. Like, like people's lives are in danger. Yes, people's lives are in danger. And, like, because the longer someone stalks you, it can turn violent. It really can. Oh, yeah. Like, you can get assaulted there was actually this one um there's been a couple of ones (laughs) but plenty let me say plenty not a couple there's been plenty of um cases where women have been stalked and it's very common for women to get stalked and we're not saying that men men can't be stalked either but especially in korea it is quite common for women to get to be stalked. So we're not saying that men can't be. We're just saying it's common. Anyway, yeah. um, there was this guy who followed this woman to her apartment, and there was like CCTV footage of the incident. And the man she tried, ooh, blah, blah, blah. the man he tried to go into this woman's house. Mm. Like when she opened the door to her apartment, but um, she closed that door real quick. <laughs> she said, "Nope, like, not today." Exactly, and like he stayed in front of the door, like trying the door handle and walking back and forth and stuff. And so, like when this all came out, like this video went viral. Uh, back, uh, I think it was like last year. This this video mm. went viral, and y'all. Let me tell you, I'm so disappointed. So the police initially arrested this guy for um, trespassing. And trespassing? Trespassing. The yeah, irony. <laughs> exactly. Because they said they couldn't find, there wasn't any um, evidence of an attempted rape or an attempted assault or anything, so they couldn't charge him for that. But there was a petition. People were just like, "Nah, nah, that's just not gonna happen." There were there was a petition online, and then um, I think it was like over six hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. I think that was. But anyways, so they oh they read. They recharged him for attempted rape using, um, there was, like, this special case. Um, there's an act for special cases concerning, like, the punishment of sexual crimes. Uh, we also have that linked in our sources where you can get a translation of Korean law, and I think it's really cool. Um, so, you know, if you're ever in Korea or if you're living Definitely. in Korea, what? You know what's going on, but because of this act, this um, they they were able to charge him. But I was like, these articles did not say what happened. So That's frustrating because a lot of these you guys have to remember a lot of these articles and things that we're researching are 
in English. So like we, unfortunately, we can't dive as deep as sometimes we want to dive into them because the articles can be in Korean and we don't speak Korean like that and we don't have a translator. So we're like sometimes want to scratch more than just the surface level, but you have to understand that this is why. Right. But I found something. I found an article. It is linked in our sources that said a local court uh, recently sentenced him to a year in prison. See, I was asking Maya too. I was like, so also, how long do these police, how long are they trained? Because it seems like a lot of them be slipping up. Y'all, we're saying this because um, <laughs> we're all, let's go ahead and shout her out. Crazy, crazy Grace on YouTube. Love her. Right. She has a lot of, um, like, Korean, like, mysteries that are in Korea, and we've been, like, binging her <laughs> episodes um, for the past couple of days, and we find that a lot of these, like, unsolved mysteries or something, like, the police fuck it up. <laughs> they right? They shouldn't even, they don't even deserve to be called police at this point. And we were just like, how is this possible? Like, literally, she would say, well, there was CCTV outside. and But, you know, the police didn't investigate that. They didn't look into that, which is kind of weird because, you know, it could have helped. <laughs> yeah, it could have had – Um, they could have – he could have definitely been charged with more than one year in prison. But, you know what, I just – I have no words. So – Unfortunately, this guy only got a year in prison after being found guilty for an attempted home invasion, but not attempted rape because they said there was no direct evidence of an intention to sexually assault the woman. So I bet you guys are wondering, like, dang, if stalking is a minor offense in Korea, then what, what, what can be done, you know? Um, well, blacklisting is a, is is good. Blacklisting is good. But at the same time, I feel like, and you can give your opinion on this, Sydney, um, I feel like the the fantasy that can, uh, companies use to market these celebrities need to change. Oh, yeah, definitely 100%. The way that mm-hmm. these companies, like, already have, you know, how these celebrities have to act the the amount of companies that actually with these celebrities that they have a persona that they have to put on like I've watched so many interviews where the celebrities have actually been like I'm the innocent one hello I'm the sexy one hello I'm the the ditzy one it's like they have to put on an act like they are acting for these fans and it's like I feel like they also feel like they have this type of pressure where it's like they don't want to disappoint the fans or like if they say something about these dissing fans, like they're going to get backlash. It's like they're in a box with whatever Mm -hmm. they do and whatever mistakes they make, whatever move they make. It's like, it's always a wrong move. Like, and you will always Mm -hmm. hear these companies. A lot of these companies don't defend these idols. Like they won't take up for them or do anything. If anything, they let these dissing fans get away with it. Um, and like you mentioned, BTS and Big Hit, like they're actually taking legal action in JYP. But a lot of these smaller, these smaller companies aren't taking taking legal action, like because they don't yeah. want their groups to look bad because 
the groups mm-hmm. aren't popular to begin with. So it's like, we don't want any bad press. So we're just going to let these people stalk our K-pop idols and they're just going to have to deal with it. It's funny you say that because that was actually one of the things and one of the articles that will be sourced linked in the sources where rookies and like um, um, artists from smaller companies are the most vulnerable because of exactly what you said. Like, oh, yeah. they don't have, like, some of them, especially rookies, they don't have big fan bases at the beginning. So, um, if, like, the ratio between, like, regular, decent fans and Sase fans are more in the Sase's favor, then the company's management, all of them won't do anything because they are the people buying, you know, buying the merchandise, listening to the songs, yep. all this good stuff. So rookies and artists from smaller labels are the most vulnerable in that sense. And some things will actually, like, revert their attention to them. It's so sad like, cause I, it's like, that's why a lot of these um, people want to be in the big three or, like, you know, the bigger companies mm-hmm. because, one, you're more recognized. You probably get better pay. And I would hope that you get more protection, but at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter about the company you're in. It shouldn't matter any of this, to be honest. It's the fact that they're human beings and they should not be stalked. Like, you should mm-hmm. not be stalking to, to the point where you're leaving blood, like tampon pads in their, in their dorm rooms, CCTVs in their dorm rooms. You're literally, like, harassing them. Like, people are pulling mm-hmm. these idols in the airport, like, actually clinging onto their clothes, like, these mm-hmm. idols are human into everything that we've talked about. Like, these are idols are human beings. And at the end of the day, y'all, Tessing fans should not be – like, get a real job. Like, get a job, get a life, if I'm going to be completely honest, and just enjoy the music. Like, just enjoy mm-hmm. it. That's all you need to do. Buy the merch, have fun with it, but you don't need to go and make these idols' lives a living hell because at the end of the day, like, it's not going to make them love you anymore. Yeah, I definitely agree that this this image that um, these idols that are handpicked, that are picked for them, let's be clear about that, companies pick these images for these idols to have. And I feel like once companies stop going into dream version, perfect version, idol, the actual, the term idol means that they are above any and everybody, you know, but actually refer to them as artists, entertainers, singers, all of these other things, and go with a more humanized version because that is what people actually relate to. This is why we are seeing just all over the world the popularity with YouTubers and, like, regular people doing regular things. It's like people want to relate to someone. And I feel like this industry, the K-pop industry, um, it's kind of, I feel like that's the reason why K-pop in Korea is only garnered to a certain audience. Like we kind of talked about it in our Wine Wednesdays. Check that out. It is coming back. Do not worry, you guys. Yes, please. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like we talked about how 
after a certain, like a certain group of people listen to K-pop in Korea. But after that, most people listen to other genres. They're not into K-pop because it is, it's catered and garnered to a specific audience. And so I feel like once, I think it, like once the image changes about what a K-pop artist should look like, then that can help. And then, of course, society as a whole, realizing how important it is to punish stalking, like like these these this legislation that they have in the works needs to actually be a law. These. It's not only stalking, but just stalkers in general. Stalking is very, like, there have been a lot of people who have been stalked just in Korea who are actual Koreans, who are foreigners living in Korea, who who are, like, tourists and visitors who spend whatever time they do in Korea. A lot of people get stalked. And it's like, that is ridiculous because that person who is stalking them is is like interrupting their privacy, like infringing. I keep using this word infringing, but that's like the word for today. Infringing upon their privacy, and that's not right. And so I feel like once the once society deems that stalking is a punishable crime and that the image changes for artists, K-pop artists, to not be so, um, what is the word, available. Another article I was reading was saying how it seems like the artists themselves have to basically champion their own privacy. Like, they have to be the ones to speak out about it. And you were saying before how it's hard for them to do that. Yeah, they don't want to lose fans. Like, it takes them years to gain a fandom, and they don't want to lose it over this. But at the same time, it's like, where do, where do I draw the line? Before we wrap it up, Maya did say, unless it changes, like, society, I want to bring it back to, this is what a lot of the things we're talking about in these few weeks, in the last few weeks. If the soul, how do I put this? If the main, like, it takes years for society to form and think like they do. So it's going to take many more years for the society to change. So it's not going to happen mm-hmm. overnight, but until yeah. laws are put in place and until people actually see that, which I believe a lot of the Korean public feel like the things are like, shouldn't be, you know, they're not good people. Like Maya had mentioned until the law is put into place, things aren't going to change. Like, a law needs to be put into place saying, you know, obviously, stalking is wrong, and this is the punishment you're going to receive, and we're not going to put up with it. By these companies mm-hmm. threatening to take legal action or these celebrities coming out, clearly, honestly, is it really working? Because I just keep hearing about stories about fishing, doing all the things that they're doing, and they don't think that this is serious, clearly, because they're not stopping. So until mm-hmm. legal action is taken and, you know, Basically, when legal action taken, I don't feel like it's going to change anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yes, the laws need to change. The image needs to be broken because once that image is broken, that means the fantasy is broken. Yes, and the fantasy needs to be broken ASAP.
Um, so we've talked about a lot, uh, and we haven't even scratched the surface, you guys. And that's that's a running theme <laughs> for the first boy. We're just, you know, putting information out there, and we're definitely going to talk about um, not only is that saying uh, culture, lifestyle, all of this, but uh, any other topics that we've talked about before. We're gonna get we're gonna get deeper and deeper into them. Don't worry. I feel like we should call this the K-pop series. It's probably gonna yeah, have like definitely. four episodes. I was telling Maya like if you guys want to hear more in depth because obviously with these podcasts we don't we really don't want to go over an hour. Um, we don't want to lose y'all's attention span, but we can definitely do part series. So like part one of surfing stalking or part two like of any of the series that we do. So if you guys enjoyed it, please let us please know. Please follow us on Instagram, yagihaja, and DM us with any questions, concerns, topics. You can also shoot us an email, which is in the bio. And we're going to come back at y'all next week with episode five and some other little goodies that we have in store as well. Our DMs are open. So just talk to us. We love talking to you guys. And we do really appreciate the feedback you guys have been giving us, not only on our podcast, but on um on our wine Wednesdays and things like that and like Sydney said be on the lookout because we're gonna be coming out with some more things so yeah thank you guys yeah so thank you guys for joining us today um and we will see you next week Friday at what 10 a.m eastern time and not only that but for all of you guys around the world Exactly. So we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.